Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, coast to coast, border to border throughout the fruited plains of America. It is a great day in the USA, all because of people like you and platforms like Red State, Red State Talk, Red State Talk Radio, of which I am a proud uh, member and, of course, a part of that family. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. And right above Ripley's Believe It or Not is the Red State Talk billboard. And, hey, you can become a part of that billboard yourself. You business owners out there, you can become a part of that billboard yourself. Uh, You can uh, be sure to contact Red State Talk. Contact me. Go to my website or go to the Red State Talk website. And be sure, if you heard it on this show, be sure to tell them that CL sent you. Be sure to tell them that. And uh, we can hook you up so that your face, like mine, every hour, 24 hours, seven days a week, will be seen right there in Times Square, just a block away from where they drop the big ball on New Year's Eve. Wouldn't that be a very prominent place to have your business displayed? Uh, I want to thank also our terrestrial stations who replay the show and also our friends at Loving Liberty for welcoming us into their family as well. Hey, my guest today in the last hour has been former uh, and the original campaign manager for the Trump uh, administration for the Trump campaign, Corey Lewandowski. Corey Lewandowski was on with me, a friend of the show, has been on with me several times now. And uh, hey, he's the author of the book, Let Trump Be Trump. Great guy. Very well possible. It's very possible that uh, he's going to uh, enter into that New Hampshire Senate race. And uh, if he does, uh, friends, uh, let's get on board. Uh, I do believe because I think he is somebody who is uh, will be a strong ally, who will be a strong ally of the president of the United States, uh, Donald John Trump. Uh, he was a bulldog. He was a pit bull uh, when it came to uh, the policies and the presidency when Trump was running for office of Donald John Trump, and he'll be the same guy. And listen, I've met Corey on, on several occasions. We've sat down, talked together on several occasions. Let me tell you something. He's for real. 
If you think Trump's genuine, he's just as uh, genuine as Donald John Trump. That's exactly why the president chose him uh, initially to manage his campaign. But you saw what happened. The progressive liberal news media came after him over something that was just so bogus. It was absolutely laughable, ludicrous. It was crazy. But that's the way they came after him. And, of course, uh, being the, the having the character that he had, he decided instead of being a hindrance to the president, he would step aside and let someone else handle that job for him. But Corey was right then, and he's right now. Uh, And I do believe that uh, we will be seeing much more from him as time goes by. And then we had on with us James Harrison from uh, Natural Family Strong, Natural Family Strong. And uh, let me tell you something, folks. Um, When we talk about, and I don't care who you are, where you are, uh, in this nation, you you cannot uh, you cannot possibly uh, in good conscience look around our communities, our neighborhoods, and tell me that you cannot see a, de- a de- deterioration in our society emanating from kids who are adrift. They're adrift. In our communities and, you know, idle, 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 um, idleness is a workshop for evil. And and, and that is why you see so much uh, evil going on in our communities. Now, uh, let's 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 go to something that he was talking about, because, uh, quite frankly, the truth is. Uh, he spoke very clearly, very firmly about the um, alternative lifestyles that you get coming from the LGBT community. You hear me talk about it a lot. And I know that many of you, uh, when you hear someone who speaks uh, against the agenda of the LGBTQ community, you naturally want to brand them and label them a homophobe, a bigot, uh, and all of that. And nine out of ten times, you are absolutely wrong about the person that you say that about. And if you say that about me, you're absolutely wrong as well. Uh, throughout throughout uh, my lifetime, uh, I have family members who, ever since I've known them, they've been you know effeminate. Let's just be let's be honest about it. They've been they've been effeminate. Okay, love them. They're my family. As uh, time went on, went into business and all of this, uh, uh, married my wife and and all of this type of thing, we had friends that we'd run into. We had people that we'd run into that we really, really liked. And they were not of the slant when it came to sexual orientation that we are. But they were friends just as well. Business the same way. My very first mo- movie that I made, The Other Side, my business partner uh, in that film, Scott Peck, uh, was indeed gay. You know, I mean, you know, it wasn't anything that he talked about, flaunted around or anything, but, you know, he didn't care if you knew it. All right. 
buddy. He was a very good businessman, had a good business head on his shoulder. And, and uh, hey, let me tell you something. Uh, he was a friend of mine and still is to this day. So when you say that, and, and, and throughout the country, I have acquaintances who are both gay and straight. But as far as me being on board with the agenda, I look at it like this. I have friends who are Democrats. Hear me now. Hear me. I have friends who are Democrats that I vehemently disagree with the agenda that they have. I will fight them tooth and nail because they are trying to bring about an agenda for this nation that I believe, that I feel, that I can historically point to will be detrimental to the uh, health of our country. I'm not talking about physical health, but I am uh, talking about physical health. I'm, I am talking about uh, fiscal health. I am talking about, uh, you know, whatever type of health you can talk about in this country. I know that the policies of progressive liberalism is will be detrimental to the health of the nation. And because I feel that way, many of my Democrat friends, yes, they call me xenophobic. Yeah, they may call me homophobic or whatever other phobic there might be. But I still have friends who are indeed Democrat because I'm not closed off. I truly believe that you must have a bridge to conversation and I must be able to speak my mind about whatever topic, whatever issue there is just as well and as boldly as those who disagree with me speak their minds uh, on these various issues. I'm not trying to hush up anyone who does not believe like I do on sexual orientation you can this is america you can speak your mind however you want but i don't have to agree with your agenda are you hearing me the progressives can speak their mind in any way that they they want to there have always been progressives uh in in this country there have always been uh well gay is a is a recent term but there's always been effeminates and homosexuals in this country always has been in this country but the agenda wasn't as prominent as it is today. Have I known women throughout uh, my lifetime who have experienced abortions? Of course I have. I don't hate them. I hate what they did, but I don't hate them. I think they were absolutely mistaken about the stance that they took as far as terminating the life of their children. And I say so. And if they wanted to push back and say, hey, then you're wrong. It was my business. I agree with that. It is your business. The same way it's the, the business of anyone who wants to choose a lifestyle. But I do not have to agree with an agenda that I feel will be detrimental to the well-being of the rest of America. And therein lies the bridge to conversation. 
because we can put our various ideas, beliefs on the table, agree or disagree and go forward, understanding that there should be at least one thing that we do, in fact, agree on. And that is we all are Americans and we love our nation. So when you hear me and others who come on the radio program who do, in fact, attack the homosexual, the LGBT agenda, understand I am not attacking people. I'm attacking policy. And I do not agree that the policy of the LGBTQ community is the best policy for America in the same way that I don't believe that the policies of the Democrat Party of the progressive liberals at this point, the progressive liberals are good for our nation either. But yet we're Americans and we agree to disagree and hey, may the best ideals and the the strongest arguments for our policies prevail. The problem that we are having, uh, conservatives and those uh, who are Republicans, Christians, the problems that we are having is that we're not good at making disciples. I want you to hear me now. I want you to hear me because the progressive liberals with and and the reason why the the Democrat Party is as uh, messed up as it is right now is because you have this, you have that, you have this and you have that. And nobody really know how to agree upon the path forward. And so you have all of these loud messages that are coming out of the Democrat Party that those who know better are silent on and are afraid to go against those policies because we have now entered into a situation in our nation where Facebook, Twitter, Google, Instagram rule the day. And you can be as inflammatory as you want to be on those platforms, YouTube, YouTube. You can be as inflammatory on those platforms as you want to be and uh, gain disciples, especially if you are pro LGBTQ. In fact, in so many cases, and if you uh, saw clips from the uh, MTV Awards, uh, I think it was last evening or a couple of couple of nights ago, you will see that uh, there are artists there who want to petition the White House to be inclusive, to, to pass laws that are inclusive of people who embrace the LGBTQ lifestyle. That 
in itself is making disciples. Now, on the flip side, flip the coin over. If you have a conservative Christian Republican, let's just say, who wants to stand against that policy immediately, immediately, they are attacked as xenophobic, xenophobic, homophobic, and whatever other phobic you want to name. And the result that progressive liberals have found uh, occurs when they are attacked, when you conservatives, you Christians are, and Republicans are attacked, you back down. They know this about you. Oh, oh yes, they, they know this about you. They know you at this point in time. And quite frankly, let me tell you something. I know you to be that way, too. Many of my pastoral friends around the uh, the nation, uh, I have asked on numerous occasions to stand with me on fiscal conservative issues. But because we attach the word conservative to it and because they know that I am a registered Republican, even though most of you know that I lean libertarian big time. Huh? I vote Republican because, hey, as a libertarian, quite frankly, uh, uh, you'd be a very lonely individual in D.C. or many places that I go if you're if you're not a Republican or identified with some party, a mainstream party. There's only two. There's Democrats. They're Republicans. And I happen to take the conservative view of the Republican Party, though leaning libertarian on many issues. And we'll talk about that another time. But just the same I notice that they are willing at the drop, the first sign of any type of pushback from organizations like LGBTQ or Planned Parenthood or anything like that. They, they, they are ready not to fight, but to take flight. And the progressive liberals know this about you. They know that you don't have the courage of what you say your convictions are. And that type of uh, timidity and cowardly behavior, it can actually lead to the loss of our nation. And one of the reasons why uh, Donald John Trump is pushed back against so is because he is bold enough to speak it like it ought to be spoken from the platform that he has and from the party that should speak boldly the same platform that Trump touts wherever he goes. And that is make America great again and keep it great. Keep America great. Why shouldn't we? We are Americans, after all, aren't we? After all, we're not communist, are we? We're not socialist, are we? We are citizens of this republic. And this republic was not built foundationally upon the tenets of socialism. It was not. And we should fight tooth and nail to preserve the republic. I'll be back. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA, coast to coast and border to border, right here over Red State, Red State Talk, Red State Talk, the largest platform for talk in the nation. And I want to thank uh, the terrestrial stations who replay our show in uh, throughout the country. And I also want to thank Loving Liberty for welcoming us into their family as well. Corey Lewandowski was on with me earlier in the last hour. And then James Harrison was on with me from um, uh, the natural family. And of course, all of you know Corey as uh, being the original uh, campaign manager for Donald John Trump. And uh, friends, this is a time now where all of us need to understand what's at stake here because, quite frankly, uh, American liberty and American freedom is not something that is actually in the DNA passed from generation to generation, it can actually be bred out. It can be bred out of um, the American DNA, out of the American uh, makeup. And if you look carefully, and you should know, if you look carefully, and you should know that there is an active move to steal that, to dilute that is already being diluted in the American young. Our children are have a diluted version of who we are or who we were. It's still very much up in the air, Americans, as to who we are. And I have a feeling that this is 2020 election. You better pay close attention. You better get out and vote if you want to maintain the America that, in fact, has made us the greatest nation on the face of the planet and the greatest success story the world has ever known. Because if you don't, it can and it will go away. You can ask all types of nations around this country who were once great nation. Ask Great Britain. Ask them about how you can lose your national identity. Ask, Ask Italy how you can lose your national identity. Ask France how you can lose your natural national identity. You can lose it. In America, the process has been started. It's it's started. It's underway that we are, in fact, in the throes and the attack under under the attack of those who would cost us our national identity. 
we're in the throes of that as we speak. And so it's incumbent upon you uh, to fight the frustration uh, that is going on in our nation. Americans, uh, you know what? I hear all the time, and you're going to be hearing this even more and more as it appears that uh, Uncle Joe uh, is, Sleepy Joe, is beginning to fade in the polls. Well, at least it's, it's being indicated that Sleepy Joe may be fading in the polls, and you have uh, Bernie and uh, Elizabeth beginning to rise in the polls. And you have to keep in mind that uh, the two black candidates that are running, although it'll be a long time. Can you hear me? It'll be a long time before you'll have another black president of the United States. But I do believe you very well could have a black vice president of the United States, particularly if you get a Sanders or a Warren as the nominee for the Democrat Party. And those two nominees very well could be uh, named Harris or Booker. Okay, Kamala Harris or Cory Booker could be at the front of the line to have their names, their shoulders tapped as running mates. And they are the uh, uh, ingredient that would then make uh Bernie or uh, Elizabeth formidable. They are the ingredient Booker or Harris. They're the ingredient that would then stimulate to a better degree, the black vote and the Latino vote, uh, the women's vote. If in fact Sanders or Warren get the nomination for president. Joe Biden most definitely would choose uh, a running mate uh, of color. Certainly, most likely a woman. (laughs) Although I don't think he's going to get the chance because they're afraid he would gaff it up. They're afraid that Joe would trip over his own feet as he has been. Did you hear? (laughs) Before I go on with this, but let me take a little rabbit trail here. (laughs) Americans, uh, before I talk to you about American focus and why we should be focused, let me talk to you about about someone who is totally not focused and someone who will say anything that comes to his uh, his mind. And and yes, I, Joe, I, I, I one word for you, Joe, ginkgo biloba. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get get that, Joe. It will help you be sharper. And I don't care what what stage of life you're in. Uh, I mean, hey, listen, you've heard me say that for people who are below 85 and Joe is below 85 years of age and those who are over 45 years of age uh, is a good chance. Medical generals are beginning to agree on this, that those who are below 85 alive and in reasonable good health in America today. Your life expectancy very well could be 105 to 110 years of age. So get used to people like Joe Biden being front and center as we move forward. But Joe, still one word, ginkgo, ginkgo biloba. The other day, Joe was (laughs) I really still haven't figured out what point he was trying to make. But 
he, he went as far as to say, can you imagine what would have happened if Barack Obama had been assassinated? I mean, you know, there are just some things, uh, Joe. I know, I know that you were trying to be as dramatic as you possibly could have been, and maybe it was a Freudian thing because that would have made you president of the United States, wouldn't it have? <laughs> I, I don't think Barack appreciated it. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know. I've, I've met Barack, and he's a nice guy, bad president, but he's a nice guy. And all of that. And, 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 and it would have, would have been a horrible thing, Joe. But you don't say stuff like that. You just don't say it. And so that's why I think Joe, if even if he chose, if he got the nomination and he chose a woman, as I think he would, if he got the nomination from his, from his party, I believe he would choose a woman as his running mate. And the Democrats would be very, very afraid that he would gaff it up. And so I don't think they're going to make him the nominee of the party. I think they're going to choose someone who has their shoelaces tied and their message together. And it is true that Joe really, what, what's his slogan? Any, what's his mod? What is he? We know Trump's talking about make America great again. And now it's keep America great. Right. What what is Joe's slogan? What's his motto? What what's his mantra? Does anybody know? I don't. I really don't know. He just gets up there and he starts. I don't know. Doing his Joe Joey stuff. <laughs> it's almost sad to watch. You know, old soldiers. They don't. Uh, they don't. Uh, die they just fade away and joe you're fading fast it really does seem that you're fading fast now back to now now back to american focus i had to go down that rabbit trail just for a moment it seemed as though some of you may think that uh joe uh, you know is being treated badly harshly and all that type of thing no he's not no he's not no he's not joe is his own worst enemy always has been and he'll continue to be because he's not focused or at least he's as focused as he can be without taking ginkgo. Biloba. American focus. Uh, American must. Americans must focus on what we have. Are you hearing me? We need to focus on what we have. And stop focusing on what other nations have especially in light of health care and all that type of thing. What we have, we need to fix what we have, but not try and be like someone else. We have to be us. I got to be me. Sammy Davis, Jr. Had that to say about it. And America, you got to be you. We got to do us. We got to do us. And we have to focus on what we are all about because uh, my pastor, James McManus, uh, Word of God Ministries in Shreveport, Louisiana, said this a few Sundays back. I haven't been in, in Sunday church in a couple of Sundays. I'm not really sure I'll be in Sunday church for a while uh, now. I'm going to call my pastor. But he said this. He said, show me uh, a people that are not focused on what they have 
and I'll show you a people who are never satisfied. And that, that's exactly where any enemy, especially the enemy of Christians, uh, uh, the devil, Satan wants people to be. But that's where progressive liberals want you to be as well in this country. They want you to be in a state of not being satisfied. That's in the playbook of Saul Alinsky. Create unrest, create chaos at every turn. It was that great uh, chaos creator himself, uh, Rahm Emanuel, who said, you cannot let a crisis go to waste. Whenever there's a crisis, Americans tend to lose focus on what it's all about, especially if that crisis is centered around guns. And may I say to you that a gun has never purposely gone off and killed anybody. No, it never has, but they will cause you to lose focus on what the true problem is by blaming it on an inanimate object. And that's exactly what a gun is, you know, like a shovel or any other tool. A gun is an inanimate object. It can't hurt you either way. But you can hurt you or someone else can hurt you with it if, in fact, they are not trained in the use of firearms or gun safety. You can hurt you. But you can also do the same thing with a car. Put an idiot behind uh, the wheel of a car and chaos will ensue. No question. But you're not going to outlaw cars. Well, Cortez would like to, but but you're not going to outlaw them. Cars will never be outlawed in America. The gasoline engine, never fear, regardless of all of the rhetoric and all of the hoopla that goes on in this country about uh, the Green New Deal and all of that. Uh, there will be absolute upheaval and civil war in this country if, in fact, you try to take away a southern man's or southern woman's truck. And I am among that group. Are you hearing me? You're not taking my truck. You're not taking my SUV. You're not taking away my gas-powered lawn tractor, my, my lawn mower or my tractor. You're not taking it. You're not doing it. I, and I am not spending the money to uh, go green. I'm not doing it. I want the power that goes with the V8 engine. I want the cutting ability that I have uh, to do to cut the fields that I have to cut with the power that I have with the tractor, whether it's a lawn tractor or the tractor. I want the power that gasoline provides in those uh, in those stroking engines that they have. You will have absolute civil war, not just coming from the south, but you have the breadbasket states. Yeah, and that includes Illinois, and that includes Iowa and Ohio, places like that, Kansas, Nebraska. Yeah, it includes those. So never fear. The gas-powered engine is not going anywhere because Americans, there's one thing that we love to do, particularly in the summertime, 
we like travel and we like to go in comfort and we don't want to stop every what hundred miles I guess to plug your car in <laughs> oh no 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 not happening not happening don't worry about it it's a pipe dream coming from people who are idiots so focus on what you have show me a people as as James McManus uh, said show me a people that are not focused on what they have and I'll show you a people never satisfied and that's exactly where the progressives want to lead you to they believe everybody should be riding a bicycle or a scooter or something like that to work with a helmet on I'm not in I'm not against uh, riding Harley to work <laughs> Or a gold wing. I'm not against that at all. But I'm not putt, putt, putting on a scooter. Or, you know, or, or some uh, little bug-like car. You know, no, give me some uh, luxury. Give me some comfort. Yeah. This uh, the old song, I think, uh, was it Howlin' Wolf? song when some folk built like this some folk built like that but the way I'm built don't you call me fat cause I'm built for comfort I ain't built for speed although I'm not fat those of you who have never met me I'm not fat although I like those cars that are built for comfort not necessarily for speed and if you're going green you're not wanting a car that's built for comfort or speed you're wanting a car that's built for inconvenience and silliness. Our culture, my pastor uh, further defined, he said, uh, can be defined by what we celebrate and what is disciplined. I just love that. I love that. Uh, and I, I've told I've told him, I, you know, I use a lot of the, of course, he uses some of my stuff, too. <laughs> OK, but I love the stuff that uh, uh, he, he shares with us as a congregation. And America, when we look at things that are celebrated. Yeah. And we look at those things that we discipline. You surely can look at what is how our culture is defined. And I want to talk about that when I come back with you after these brief words. Yeah, a culture can be defined by what is celebrated and what is disciplined. I'm CL. This is the C.L. Bryant Show, coast to coast, border to border, over Red State and our friends and affiliates around the nation and the globe. After these brief words, the home stretch for today. You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life, you thought I was worth So you clean me up inside 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. Yes, a culture, a culture, a society, a community can be defined by what is celebrated and what is disciplined. And I guess the best example that I can give of this is to give you a glimpse into the house, that uh, the home that I grew up in. Yes, my mother made a home. Anyone can have a house, anyone can have an apartment or whatever, uh, but uh, a home is something totally different. And I, I married a woman who is the same way. My wife, Jane, has always, regardless of where we have lived, Jane has always made our house a home. And there's a difference. There's a difference in just having a dwelling place and having a home. And as we raised our children uh, in the vein, in the same way that I was raised, um, um, there were things that we celebrated them doing. And then there were some things that we had to discipline. And that was the definition of uh, that defined the parameters and the lines for family members and people who would call themselves from the house of Bryant and because I had the same things were passed down to me from my parents and uh, my dad from his parents and so forth from my great grandparents, my great grandparents. There were certain things that were celebrated, certain behaviors that were celebrated. And then there were other behaviors that were disciplined. And what I'm saying to you is that societies just like families can indeed be defined by those things that you applaud and by those things that you discipline. There's no question about that. In America, the question has to be now, what is it that you are applauding? Are you even aware of it? Do, do you think it's, it's even important to consider those things that uh, we uh, tend to applaud now, particularly in our culture and in our nation? Have you looked at, have you actually taken account of the things that we applaud and celebrate in this nation? The things that uh, are held up as noble uh, causes and fights in this country 
Have you taken a look at those things? You've heard me say this before. I've said it many times over the last uh, 20 years. Uh, this has become my mantra because it really became so apparent just how uh, degraded we have and are becoming in so many cases in this country over the last 20 years. It has become very apparent. We, we must know that if our grandparents... If, you, if you're in my age bracket, and that's the 45 to 85, 45 to 85 uh, age bracket is mine. I fall right in between. I fall right, right in the between that, right in between that. Uh, well, a little bit, a little bit further to the toward. <laughs> but anyway, I fall, I fall right between that. I'm going to stick with that. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And so <laughs> when you consider if our, if my grandparents were to return, and if you're in that age bracket, if you're 45 to 85, you'll know what I'm talking about. If our grandparents were to return, however it happened, if God allowed that to happen just for a day, uh, and, and they would see the news, um, uh, Headlines, you know, first of all, they wouldn't know what LGBTQ meant. Uh, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't know what LGBTQ meant. They would certainly believe that um, we had lost our our way if they were to visit 90 percent of our homes. And just be able to glimpse, even if they were just spiritual beings. Uh, and, and I believe that scripture uh, refers to uh, we're there's a cloud of witnesses that watch us as we run our, our race. But if, 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 in fact, we could get some feedback from that realm where those who have gone before us are. In my belief system, that's where they are. And uh, if, if we get some input on them watching us raise our families and they see not only the way our children are, but the way our children uh, appear. Huh? If they were able to see that and, and give commentary on it, would they think that we had lost our minds? Would they? Would they think that we'd lost our way somewhere along uh, this journey? Had we gotten off uh, the Cumberland Trail? Huh? Had we gotten off the Oregon Trail? Had we uh, lost the view of what our manifest destiny is all about? And that is to be an example, a light to the rest of the world. That's what America is. No, manifest destiny has nothing to do with racial uh, dominance or anything of that nature. It has to do with the destiny of a great nation, a nation that uh, I believe has been given through our founding documents by our creator, this uh, endowment that has caused us to be a light to the rest of the world. If our grandparents, if you're in my age bracket, uh, the 45 to 85 uh, age bracket, 
would they believe? See that we lost our way. A good friend of mine uh, just texted me and say they die of a heart attack. You're right, Ken. You're right, Ken. They would absolutely die of a heart attack. It would kill them. <laughs> our dead grandparents, if they were to come back and see what ha- what, what we're doing, they it would kill them. <laughs> they, they could. They would not be able to believe it that we've gotten so far off track, and we have. Friends, we have. And so, so when we look at those things that we have allowed ourselves to applaud, we get into a realm where, you know, there are so many things that sound like the truth. It seemed like a better way. It sounded like the truth, but if it remains the truth, we will be totally misled in the direction we should go today. Oh, it's, it, 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 it sounds good that everyone and, and everyone does have a voice in this country, but every agenda is not good. Even though every voice should be heard, but it's not good. There, there is a way that seems right to a man, a woman, a boy, a girl. But the end of it, Scripture tells us this, is it will it, destroy you. It leads to destruction. And there are some emotional issues that weigh so heavily upon our hearts that... <laughs> It seems as though we must make room for this emotional issue because it feels right to make room for an emotional issue. It feels right. But friends, the heart is deceitful. Again, scripture tells us this above all else who can, who can actually know it, your feelings, your emotions, they change sometimes with the breeze that blows it changes direction of the wind in America, the political direction. That's why I, I, I'm just not all that uh, in tune with Johnny come lately to uh, conservative ideology, especially when you see that uh, just a couple of years ago when uh, there was a different president in the White House, uh, these people voted uh, absolutely in favor of agendas that they are now kicking aside. And, and hey, I understand uh, 30 years ago, but it was 30 years ago before the Democrat Party absolutely went crazy. Yeah, I was a liberal at one time. At least I thought I was. I defended the, the champion liberal cause because that's what uh, I, I thought I should be doing as a black man in America. But I soon found out, uh, and I was a young man then, 30 years ago, I was a young man. Uh, hey, I, I soon found out that people will use you not to better your situation, but to better an agenda's purpose for a nation. 
And when you wake up and find that you are being used and when you wake up and find that people are, in fact, trying to uh, manipulate your God given talents of persuasion, your gift of uh, communication to poison a nation, then you better have at least the intestinal fortitude and the foundational principles to stand upon them, regardless of what the cost to you personally may be. I pay that price because there has to be a foundation that you stand on. My rock is the rock of my salvation. And that is Jesus Christ. Oh, if it had not been for him, I can't tell you just how much in turmoil, just how destructive my life could have been. If it comes down to choosing the principle of God's word in my situation and choosing the methods of political correctness, choose the principle every time. Every time. Well, we've just about come to the close of the show. I am getting word that um, from my producer that uh, we have in the lineup. I'm not sure if it's this week or next, but uh, Judge Janine, Judge Janine Piero is uh, in the lineup, so you be sure to stay tuned. Hey, you folks in Frisco, Texas, I'm coming your way uh, this weekend, and then I think the following weekend, or not soon, not long after that, I'll be up in Oregon. I just came back from... um, where was I? <laughs> Chicago, Chicago land. And uh, also I'll be headed for Richmond, Virginia in the very near future. And Los Angeles, we have you in our sights as well. We're coming your way with our message. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you Again, I'm CL, and my heartfelt desire is that God would bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.